Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Doctor podcast. Uh, this is the Week 16 NFL uh, Fantasy Doctor podcast. This is our weekly podcast where we break down the injuries of this past week's NFL games, but also reflect on some of the injuries that are lingering and affecting Week 16. I'm Dr. Celan Parekh, an orthopedic surgeon in Durham, North Carolina, joined by my partner in crime, Jesse Morris, down in Florida. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing great. How are you, Tank? I'm good. You geared up for the holidays? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of funny when you say geared up. I'm in Tampa, and it's like 78. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I'll take it. It's beautiful here. Um, uh, excited for some football. They got no football tomorrow night on Thursday, but we do have some on, on uh, during the day on, on um, uh, Monday, uh, actual Christmas, which I thought was a little fascinating. Yeah, it continues the uh, the tradition of some Christmas games, but I can't believe, you know, the holidays are one of my favorite times of the year, but it's certainly sad because it marks the end of kind of the regular NFL season and uh, and the end of 2017's NFL season will be near. So that's always a sad part to me. Definitely. We had, we had a great year. There was uh, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of rookies came out, played great. We had a lot of injuries yeah. like every year. Um, some I felt like some bigger names this year, but it's, it's next man up, and we, we saw that in spring training when Kareem Hunt kind of came out of nowhere, and and then you know we saw a bunch of different people. You know who thought Kamara was going to be this good? You know right. who thought you know a bunch of different people that that kind of came out of the woodwork, um, whether they were banged up or not. Uh, it, it's it's another uh, productive and. And good season we've had a young plenty of young talent in the NFL. Yeah, I think uh, the NFL is secure from the young talent perspective. Um, but you know, we we do see some of the older guys getting hurt, and Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Uh, came in eight weeks after his surgery, uh, didn't perform so well. Had the uh, three TDs, but then also had three interceptions. And with the Packers out of the playoffs, he goes on IR. Well, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's realistic. I knew he wasn't a hundred percent. I knew that uh, that it would be a little challenging for him to come back and just slide right in. Um, unfortunately, they wanted him to be exactly what he was before he had the injury, and they didn't seem to really rely on much in the running game. I didn't watch the game, but I looked at the box score, and you know, it was very unlike him to throw three interceptions. Uh, but I mean, you can't expect him to be perfect. He just had you know, a pretty big surgery on that, on, on that clavicle. Um, and, and he's kind of worked through the, uh, work through the issues, but either way, it's smart. He's their franchise. He's 34. The last two games don't really make much of a difference in terms of, um, uh, their season. Cause it doesn't really change anything and he can even risk re-injury for something greater. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is really no good sense in keeping him in for the rest of the season when you have nothing that you're really playing for and you're still recovering. So it absolutely makes sense. And I don't think this uh, 2017 injury will reflect at all on the 2018 season. So I expect him to be back to the Aaron Rodgers self for 2018. Oh, yeah. You know, your Patriots uh, pulled out a win. And uh, but Rex Burkhead ended up with this knee sprain. Uh, the MRI, you know, initially the the concern was, hey, maybe he had an ACL tear. It turns out it just was a knee sprain. 
my suspicion is that it's probably his MCL that's sprained, although when we hear knee sprain, it's kind of a bucket term, and we never really know what ligaments involved. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm assuming that he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. There's no way, to, there's no reason to play him. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, we'll see him the first. Well, the, the Pats have their their bye, so I think we'll see him in the first game the Pats play in the postseason, and I think he'll be fine. It'll give him ample time to rest. Yeah. I mean, if if he was their bell cow, like like Bell for that matter, then then they may push him back a little sooner because they need him. But as 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 good and effective as he's been. Lewis, who has a great matchup this week, is there. Um, you know, White, who's a little banged up himself, is there. Um, but but then don't forget about Gillisley, who is going to yeah. likely play this week against his uh, his former team, the Bills. Uh, I mean, and this is the guy who scored three touchdowns in the first game of the season. So, I right. mean, he hasn't been active for like five weeks or something, six weeks. So, um, it's just they have uh, they have the luxury of this. Yeah, exactly. And so they can give some of their, their banged up guys some time to rest because they don't really need to get them out there right now. So um, Rex Burkhead, I think, could be fine when he gets back. Now, Fournette uh, obviously has this quad strain. If you, you look into it, there's there's some speculation that maybe was a contusion. He didn't play last week. He practiced today. I think he's going to be good to go this weekend. Obviously, the, the Jags are in the in the playoffs. Um, so I, I think he'll play. I don't know if he'll play the whole game. I think they may be conservative with him and put him on a ball count, but I certainly think he's going to play. Uh, what, what are your, uh, what's your, your gut feeling on this one? Yeah, so I think he'll definitely play, and Coach, Coach said he's going to play for what it's worth. Uh, I feel like he's just not reliable, and, and, and this late in the season, so this week for fantasy people would be championship. So – if you have him, there's there's a good chance you don't have anybody better than him to start over him. But uh, maybe you have, say, the guy I'm going to talk about in a minute, Joe Mixon. Who do you start? Mixon uh, versus Detroit or Fournette versus San Francisco? You kind of have to go Fournette because he has a fantastic matchup versus San Francisco. Um, right. You know, FDX likes him at, at the, as the number 11 running back. Uh, projecting about 18 points, um, but he's not going to get 30 touches, I don't think. But but at the same time, I, he has that potential to break one and, and kind of have you a solid day and, and still not have to go crazy. Yeah, I know exactly. I, I think it'll be limited touches, and I think uh, I, I think he'll he'll do fine. But again, there's no reason to to work him hard at this point. I think give him the time he needs and and get him ready for when it really counts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you talked about Mixon, got the concussion, and let's let's put in Coleman, Tevin Coleman in that, too. They both have concussions. Uh, Tevin Coleman was limited in Wednesday's practice today. Uh, Mixon's got the concussion. What are you thinking about both these guys? Yeah, so I think Coleman will actually end up playing on Sunday. Um, limited means he has a good chance to clear the protocol. Uh, he's probably, you know, on the on the fourth day of of the protocol, um, and 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 they're at New Orleans, and that's going to be a shootout, I think. That all that'd be a feisty matchup, so they're going to need him. Um, and 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 then Mixon, I think, will finally get back on the field. Um, he it was a full practice today, which means um, he he's cleared the concussion protocol. Uh, but then the question becomes. 
can you trust him in a fantasy championship? You know, is he, is he a right. good flex option? Yeah. Um, do you, are you banged up and you don't have any other choice? Okay. But, but I mean, uh, is he at high risk for other injuries? No, not particularly. Is he at high risk for getting another concussion? Yes. But I mean, you can't, you can't really worry about that. Unfortunately, you just have to, uh, you just, it's not like next week would be any less of a risk for a concussion. Um, you know, so I, I would start him. I, I don't, I have high hopes for him, but, um, you know, maybe eight, 10 points is, I think is about realistic for him. Yeah. And the fact that he practiced today, I think that, you know, it's a clear indication that he's going to go this weekend. And, and I think you, you play him if you have him. I, I agree with you on that one. Damian Williams has that shoulder dislocation. What are your yeah, thoughts on his, his uh, yeah, turn? Yeah. What, uh, so <laughs> I remember when coach said, uh, I think it was Adam Gates. He said, uh, uh, the day after the injury, the after he's like, yeah, he might he might be able to play next week. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, this guy doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. Uh, no idea. Exactly. So it's been three weeks. Well, you know what? That's that's why we're around, right? That's why we are here to break this down because you know uh, whether it's manipulating the media or you just don't, you know, the, the coaches just don't know and they're just putting information out there. I mean, yeah. that's what we're here for to break this yeah. down. I mean, uh, the, technically, the Dolphins are still in the hunt. Uh, I think I haven't checked the the, the pot- potentials this week, but um, either way, Kenyon Drake has been fantastic. Even last week was a little bit of a down week, and he still had a really good week. Um, Williams was was limited at practice today. Uh, is he does he have the potential to play at Kansas City on Sunday? Yes. Uh, is he at high risk for re-injury? Yes. Uh, he's going to take a shot to that shoulder which he would dislocate it, and there's a very good chance that he's still uh, pretty banged up. You know, does he have a hill sacks lesion in it, secondary to dislocate? We don't know. I mean, we didn't see the imaging. But um, I, for me, but I would rest him. I would least, I think, yeah, and, and for me, even if he's going to play after a shoulder dislocation, to be able to move that arm the way you really need to, uh, after so few weeks, it's just as hard to do. It, it just doesn't happen that quickly. So even if he's out there, I just don't think he'll be effective. So I, I just, I, I certainly, I don't have him in my roster. But if I did, I wouldn't be playing him. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, you roll with Drake, and then if they put in Williams a couple times, you just, you don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, you know, Antonio Brown, another big name that we saw go down in week 15. Um, what looked like, again, you know, it was two weeks in a row. Uh, in, in the end zone, we see this kind of uh, squashing of the lower extremity. And, you yeah. know, with Wentz, we see an ACL. And now with Antonio Brown, we see this partially torn calf muscle. Now, that always has me worried. You know, I, I take care of a lot of these athletes, a lot of athletes who have these calf muscle partial tears. And if it's a true partial tear, which his mechanism is is really strange for a, a <laughs> yeah, true I have partial no idea tear, then I get a little bit worried that four weeks may not be enough time. And this actually may be six or eight weeks. And, and even if he's back out there in four weeks, how limited is he? So that's one part of this equation. The second part is, well, maybe this is really just a bruise. And, and some of the stuff I was researching suggests that it really may just be a contusion. Now, that's the best-case scenario for Steelers fans because if it's a contusion in four weeks, we should be good to go. So 
We really don't have a lot of information here. The Steelers are saying a contusion, although they initially said partially torn calf muscle. So, yeah. you know, obviously you and I haven't seen the imaging, but that's the, that's the concern for our fans out there. If it's a contusion, he should be fine in four weeks. If it really is a partially torn calf muscle, it might be up to six weeks. And if he plays out there in four weeks, he may not be Antonio Brown as you've seen him all season. I mean, he's so important to this team. He's so important to the AFC kind of scales. Like, if he's on the field, they are so much better than when he's off it. I mean, yeah, you have Bryant who and Juju who will have a big increase in targets, uh, who, who had a fantastic game. But, uh, you know, the, I don't know if the Patriots could have beat them on on uh, on Sunday with the way they were playing if Brown was on the field. You know, well, we I, know. I hate to say it to you, buddy, but I think that if he was on the field, I think that game would have gone the other way. Oh, I yeah, I mean, Steelers would have taken that one. he's dynamic. He's so dynamic. This is a huge loss. I mean, if they get super lucky, um, yeah. he's out two weeks. But, I mean, I think that's like the best-case scenario on the planet. But even then, I mean, he needs to – I mean, he's he's going to be aggravating this calf every single run. Um, I mean, stopping, starting, cutting, everything he needs to. It's not like he's standing in the pocket and throwing. Like, he he no, needs exactly. his calf. So, I mean, I'd love to throw an ultrasound on it. I did one earlier this week with a, a him, um, with a calf just to see if there's any bruising, if there's any swelling. Like, when they sent him directly to the hospital, I'm like, did he – if they said the x-rays were negative, well, did he have compartment syndrome? Like, wh- what's going on there? So it was kind of weird. Yeah, well, that was absolutely weird. And I, I think you may have – here's a scenario I see playing out, that he had, whether it was a contusion or a partially torn calf, whatever that is, he, he had all this bleeding. My guess is that they found that his, his calf was pretty tight. They sent him over immediately to the hospital, like we saw happen, to rule out compartment syndrome. And while I was there, they figured, let's get the MRI. And that's why we got the MRI turned around so quickly. But otherwise – yeah, it, without that kind of scenario, there was no reason for him to go to the hospital right away. Yeah, I I, I was like, there's no there's no reason that a calf strain requires emergent sending to the hospital. It just it doesn't. Yeah, it exactly. is, you know, except for something like that that, that right. you have to be worried about. You know, well, it's definitely flow. a sigh of relief for Steelers Nation because oh um, yeah, definitely the scenario of what how that played out to me, got a little bit more concerning. So, you know, let's talk about Julio Jones because Julio is, is obviously, you know, we talk about him all the time. He re-injured his ankle. He didn't practice today. Um, the They are saying that he will play against New Orleans this weekend. So uh, they're out there saying that he's going to be good to go. Now, he's a veteran. He's played through a lot of other injuries. And in my estimation, even though he didn't practice today, I'm not so concerned because I think he will go out there and, and give it his all. And, and to be quite honest, it, it is a little bit of a, of a situation for Atlanta. If they don't win the next two games, suddenly the Cowboys, if they win their next two games, are, are going to be in that wild card slot. So Atlanta's got to win one of the next two games to really box out the Cowboys um, um, from, from – and actually even the Lions – from making the wild card slot. So I think Julio is going to feel a lot of that pressure to be out there. Oh yeah, I agree hundred percent. If they, he, he, this game is too important for them to not only because it's against New Orleans, but also because if they don't win, they're basically done. I mean, they would have to, a lot of things would have to go right for them to lose and still be able to be in the playoffs. Um, So, I mean, he's important. He's always banged up, whether it's his toe or his foot or whatever. I mean, 
Will it be a quote-unquote Julio game where he goes for like 10 for like 250 or whatever he does? Uh, we don't know. This is a Veterans Day probably. He's banged up. Um, he'll be out there on Sunday. How effective FDX thinks he's uh, the number 10 wide receiver for what it's worth. Uh, but you got to well, remember Lattimore is out there. So, Well, and, and, and that's important. You know, everybody needs to know about our FDX scores. Um, we have the FDX score, which is the health score of these athletes week to week. And then we've got our FDVX score, which is the value these guys are bringing to each game each week. Um, and so we we have a high percentage of accuracy on these on these scales and these scores. So you want to pay attention to them. And the fact is that if Julio Jones is only 10, that's not usually where he plays out for us. So um, to me, yeah, he's in the top 10. He just ekes into the top 10. But at the at the end of the day, if he's out there, he's a distraction. And and sometimes that's all enough of Falcons to be able to execute their offense and, and score points. So it'll be an interesting game against New Orleans. Definitely. Um, I think there was a, having this back I, issue. I, I wanted to mention one thing about the FDX score. So uh, they change daily, uh, or for the most part daily, if, if, if changes in reports or whatever. But um, one thing I've noticed today uh, for the for the week 16, I think this is the first week since they premiered them in, in, in week one or even the preseason that no quarterback – has an excellent rating. So it just shows you how banged up everybody is. Everyone Brady is has right. the highest score at 75.99, which is, uh, he's usually in the 90s. Um, so which is just kind of fascinating where he's just banged up. That's just, that's just the nature of it. So wow. it, we have a tendency to forget, oh, they're on the field, they're healthy. Well, not really, just because they're on the field and not on injury report doesn't mean they're not banged up and, you know, in the training room five or six days a week. Yeah, well, you know, it's it, that's this is what we see at the end of the season that these guys are all banged up and they're they're troopers out there trying to make it make a go at it. But again, it's the time of the season that if you're in and you've got a good um, slot like the Patriots and like the Eagles, you're gonna rest some of your keep guys to give them their time to heal so that you've got them ready to go for the playoffs. Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, so Keenan Allen's got this back injury. What do you think is going on with him, and, and what do you think is going to happen for him? Yeah, weekend? so he left later in the game. He didn't have quite the game I wanted him to have. The kid, the kid's good. I mean, he's he's so dynamic. He's a top five wide receiver, in my opinion. I think he's underrated. Um, but he, the good news is he's practiced all week. Uh, should be good to go. It was likely just a contusion. Um, if it was anything more, he probably wouldn't have practiced, and they would have been a little more concerned about him. Um, he's playing the Jets this week in New York, or technically New Jersey. Um, FTX has him as the number three t- uh, wide receiver. So I would personally rock and roll. He might be my, my number one wide receiver personally this week uh, after I, I have to look at the matchups. But I think he'll be good to go. Um, don't worry about his back injury. Yeah, I think that's behind him as well. So Amari Cooper, you know, again, we're going to come back to an ankle, another ankle injury in the in uh, receiver. Amari Cooper um, hasn't played since week 15, um, which was last week. He's, he's dealing with this ankle issue. Um, he got out there early. Uh, supposedly, uh, the concussion was behind him, but then he had the ankle injury. That held him out. They, they put him out there week 14. He re-injured this. He was not out there last week. Um you know, at this point, given the way the, the Raiders are, I just don't see a reason to necessarily get him out there unless he's really healthy. 
I, I was trying to see if he practiced today. I didn't see anything that uh, let me know whether he practiced or not today. But I think this is going to be a day-to-day scenario for him. Um, if he's feeling good and, yeah, and, and up for going, I think he'll play. But otherwise, uh, he'll, he'll set out this week and maybe show up again next week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I just a down year for him, just kind of a lost year between the concussion, the ankle injury, and just chaos going on there. I, I don't know, just uh, even the, they're playing Philly in Philly on Monday, um, on Christmas Day or evening. Um, I, I can't trust them as too important of a, of a game for a uh, championship for uh, if money's on the line, if you're, if you're, if you're a DFS person, then you just can't risk him. He's too risky. So you just uh, write him off to, until next year and maybe consider even avoid drafting him because he's just, he's too concerning for me. Yeah, I agree. So that brings up something interesting, avoid drafting him for next year. I think with the way Carr played this year, the way Cooper played and all the injuries he dealt with, I, I agree with you. I, I would not be high on drafting him next year. I think there's just too many unanswered questions for him. And I think he has very many better options on Cooper for next year. I agree. Did you have a chance to check out any of this Seattle uh, Rams game or at least see the score? I didn't. I, I was tied up with uh, some other things, so I did not. It, it was like 30 to nothing at halftime. I was it's like, what the <laughs> I looked and I'm like, I had Wilson in a bunch of leagues and I'm like, well, that's a good script for him to come back or at least, you know, but it never happened. But right. I, I don't know what got into the Rams. It was crazy. But uh, Robert Woods uh, came back. I mean, he didn't come back too crazy because uh, Gurley just scored four touchdowns. Um, but uh, Woods did pretty well. Six of seven targets for 45 yards and a touchdown. Um, and that uh, that was coming back from that AC joint, but likely a grade two because he was out for a while. Um, uh, he's at Tennessee, who is very susceptible. Um, I think he'll be a wide receiver two this week. Um, uh, FDX is still kind of warming up to him. They don't; he's not quite in their top thirty uh, wide receivers yet. But I think he has a good chance to make it, especially since he's obviously the number one wide receiver there when healthy. So, I mean, um, the Rams are, are going to go a long way um, in the playoffs uh, in light of the in light of the Wentz injury, despite Zerline going on the DL today or IR. Well, of- I mean, I think the Rams, to me, have been the surprise team this season. I don't think anybody picked them being as good as they, were, they have been this year. So um, I just continue to get uh, surprised week to week how these guys are are coming together and, and uh, making a run at it this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Chris Hogan, uh, I think he has a good chance to uh, return this week. But knowing the Patriots and, and following them for many years, um, I don't think they'll start. I, I, I just think they'll hold them out one more week. Um, they don't really need a ton of ammo to beat Buffalo. Um, they need to save their guys. He's very important to them. Uh, for, for between him, Cooks, and Gronk, um, they need him to be healthy. So he might have re-aggravated that shoulder injury a couple of weeks ago, um, but but the, he didn't play this past week, and I wouldn't be surprised if he, he missed again this week. Um, but he, I believe he did practice today, at least in a limited fashion. Yeah, he did practice today in a limited fashion, but I agree with you. There's no reason to put him out there. I don't think they really need him anyway, so 
why not give him the extra time to rest this up and, and maybe get him out next week just so he can get loose and be in a game time scenario and in and, and the situation before playoff time. Definitely. Um, so, you know, speaking about guys who haven't been out there, Alan Hearns has his high ankle sprain in week 10. He's only had one limited practice since week 10. He did practice today again on a limited basis. So this is the second limited practice since the injury. Um, obviously the Jaguars are in the playoffs. Um, I think that, you know, you're going to want to pay attention to this, um, but I do think that he will play. It's going to be a day-to-day basis uh, of, a, of, a, uh, of a decision, but I think he'll play this weekend primarily because I think you want to get him out there and get him in sync with everybody and really get him the reps he needs to be ready for the playoffs. So I think he's going to be fine to go. Yeah, I mean, Bortles has been surprisingly very good the past couple of weeks. Keelan right. Cole went bananas last week. Uh, and, and I think that he needs to get uh, kind of reconnect with him, get his kind of get get on the same page between this week and next week um, before the playoffs start. Um, and, you know, between Westbrook, Cole, and Hearns, um, I think those those are the three that will be in. I think Lee will probably end up missing this game with I think he's dealing with the ankle on his own. Um, but I think Hearns will be will be good this week. He'll be more of a a wide receiver two three, but he may. Uh, uh, he, he's a little bit high risk for re-injury, unfortunately. Yeah, he is, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll get him out there just again to, to get that sink going with Bortles. So. Um, another ankle, Deshaun Jackson, was seen leaving the stadium uh, on his crutches and in a boot. He didn't practice today. To me, that all spells problems and, and missing this week. Unless you know things dramatically change over the next two days, I think he's, he's out this weekend. Um, yeah, and this may actually be more of a high ankle sprain scenario, although we don't have any information on whether or not this is a low or high ankle sprain. Yeah, they, they this team's falling apart. I mean, um, yeah. between them, OJ Howard also went to the uh, went on IR today. Um, you know, Cameron Bray is is basically going to be a good option. Mike Evans is still around, but he's kind of fall out of favor. He hasn't really done much this year, so. Um, just kind of is what it is. Uh, I was a little surprised by this Hunter Henry injury. Uh, very subtle. They said he, he has a small laceration in his kidney, which always scares me when you have a small cut in one of your vital organs. Um, <laughs> Listen I, to me. There, there's nothing. There's no small cut when a vital organ is involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I accidentally put a hole in my heart. Um, but. Right. But I mean, uh, this this isn't easy to do. So the, um, the, the most common think thing that I thought of when this happened was, did he fracture a rib taking a hit? That then kind of uh, had a small sharp edge, which then kind of briefly barely cut uh, the kidney. I don't even think they say which kidney it was. Um, but even then, I mean, the kidney has a ton of blood supply. You have to worry about, you know, bleeding into the, uh, in, into the body cavity, abdominal cavity. Um, it's just crazy. So I'm kind of happy they no, put him no. on IR uh, just because it's not worth the risk. No, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. It's, it's a much better scenario than hearing them say, well, we'll wait and see and try to push him. Listen, you don't muss around. When you've got a laceration of one of your vital organs, you want to, whether you're the player, you're the team doc, you're the, the owner, uh, you just want to take care of that and really be conservative. So having him be on IR, having no pressure to recover, that just makes sense, and it's a great thing to see. Definitely. Um, so 
two other ones we're going to touch on, and again, these are concussion protocol guys with Devontae Adams and Tavares King. Both have concussions. They're in the concussion protocol. You and I know both that there's no way to predict these return to plays, but yep. most guys will miss uh, that one game at least. And so I yep. think both of them are going to be out. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, both will be out. Adams was pretty frustrated. Um, you know, he wants to be out there, obviously, and I understand that, but you can't rush this because it's only going to make things worse and linger. So, I mean, they don't really have anything to play for, and neither do the Giants, but they have bonus incentives and pride and, you know, padding stats and a bunch of other things. But I don't think either will play this week. Good chance yeah. that both play next week, but, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, obviously our season is drawing to a close, and and uh, and really the, the the key players are are really what we're focusing on at this point. But uh, make sure you know you stay tuned to us on Twitter at the Fantasy Doctors. That's the Fantasy DRS uh, to get up to the minute injury insight into your your teams and your athletes. And you can always reach out to Jesse and myself. Uh, through the Fantasy Doctors or through each of our Twitter handles individually to be able to get some insight. And uh, and, and make sure you check out our analytics at thefantasydoctors.com uh, where you can get the FDX scores and FDBX scores uh, for each of these athletes. And we'll, we'll see you next week.